If you've ever opened a virus on your PC, then you know what's coming next. It's the fellas. Jesus Christ, man. Where the fuck you get that? Turn that down. Turn that down. All right, all right, all right. Fuck, man. What the fuck's the matter with you? Uh, I don't know. I'm a little hyped I fucking, up. I nearly dropped my, my uh, fucking beer bottle, man. You don't blast no... Some random dude screaming with... It sounds like a fucking drum set hit the goddamn floor. Why would you think that'd be a good a good bumper? Because he has passion. Man. Yeah, yeah, he man. It's saw this... passion on his film. Yeah, man. You gotta have the rage in you. The rage. Man, fuck you wearing your rage. This movie... He said he changed when he left that theater. Yeah, I did. This, this movie has your fucking head turned all around i got a little bit more kaiju in me man i gotta get don't even fucking start that got shit. injected by that kaiju juice this is not 2013 shit man. stop acting like it's 2013 all right fellas you're uh everybody you're listening to the fellas today we went and we saw by the way it's uh it's me ray dane uh today we went out and saw pacific rim uprising to a mostly empty theater i don't know why I mean, uh, we went and saw it, some nice IMAX 3D, uh, mostly empty theater. But you say you don't know why. I I know you I can know watch exactly you, why you can watch that movie and you can tell within the, the first quarter of the first scene they know who their audience is and it damn sure ain't American. Oh, I, well, that I know. They know who their audience is. All right, and it, it sure as shit ain't America. And walking into that theater, you're like, yeah, and which, which is a shame, which is an absolute shame. I love this because movie. before we go into spoilers and before we give our thing, I'm just gonna lay it out there. This was leagues better than the first one. Yeah, hell yeah, this was leagues it, it better than the first really one. Really good. Honestly, you could have not seen the first one, and you could come into this movie and spend the whole time saying, "What the fuck is this? What the f- what, who are you talking about? Who is this guy? Why is this guy there? Why do they care about that?" And by the end of the movie, Movie, like man, that's a good fucking movie. Oh, and I like the fact that they did not spend an inordinate amount of time getting you caught up. That's no. your fucking problem. Well, yeah. they, they did just it at the beginning, right in there. and that's it. That they, was like that was three minutes. That was three so, minutes. Yeah, this happened like, in part one. Happened. Enjoy your movie. In, we build robots. We kick their asses. The portal got closed. Bam. That's all you need to know. Right there, that's how it and is. you may sit there and say, "Well, I don't understand portals to where." Watch the first fucking movie. For, those, for the rest of you, enjoy the show. For those two minutes, Ray came right there. Yeah. You know, all I know is that you know Maze Runner could have took a, a little page out of this Man, movie. Fuck Maze Runner, bro. Give us a shit. Not last. No, Maze Runner could have taken a page by just not making a goddamn sequel. You don't hear oh, nobody talking God. about that's that. That's a convoluted shit. That fucking gone. mess. Don't even bring that shit up. Yeah. Because you're just gonna you're gonna fuck up my vibe. Don't even bring that shit up. For all of you who are just getting in or maybe you never saw Pacific Rim, anyone who's a child of the 90s, and by child of the 90s, I don't mean you were born in the 90s. I mean, by the time the 90s came around, you were old enough to look at girls and probably jack yourself off thinking about them. Yeah. You're now a child of the 90s. Because by the 2000s, you're, you're, you're done with that shit. Yeah. Yes. So you know, if you're a child of the 90s, you're into the anime you're into the robots, you're into all that good shit. And basically, Pacific Rim is just the wet dream of people who are into that. That's pretty much what the first one was. So in this one, they pick up, was it 10 years? 10 years after. 10 years after the conclusion of the first one. Basically, there's never been a threat from these guys again because they, they were able to close the portal that was bringing them into this world and also sever the connection that allowed them to communicate with the things necessary to open the portal. Yeah. You know, I mean, they still have the remaining Jaegers from the first one. And I was sure in the first one, only one survived. Yeah, only guess. like one or so. But I, I guess they were just building them up just to have, just in case. Yeah, I mean, they only have like a total 
Well, we only see four, but there's clearly more than four. Yeah. But the ones they have left are just sort of there in case. Some people are trying to salvage the old Jaegers to sell on the black market. So they're using the new Jaegers to somewhat police those things. You have Pacific Rim, Rim Defensive... Yeah. No, no, PP. Pacific Something Defensive Coalition. Yeah. Uh, I, I, Ray has no clue. P- I have no clue. Yeah, PPDC. They're out there just P- to make sure, you know... PPDC. If the shit hits the fan again, they're going to they're gonna be there with their Jaegers, and they're still training pilots and this and that and whatever. Which, there are four or five in the world. Well, you not know... The, not, I'm, I'm talking about the, the organizations. There are four or five. They're divided... Oh, you mean branches? Yeah. yeah. Well, you got it. The you Northern... Gotta, uh, the Pacific and the Eastern. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but you got to think of it like NASA. Since, you know, we've been in the space, there's more less and less popularity of the use for it as time goes on. Yeah, yeah, because a lot of people are like, fuck it, they ain't never coming back. Yeah. If I can make my own Jaeger to rob banks and shit, that'll be great. It's kind of like everything that's away from the coast, like middle America or middle whatever, it's somewhat thriving because people are, when they're rebuilding, they're going from the center out because in the first one, it's always the areas close to the coastlines that got hit yeah. first. So those places are pretty much decimated and people out there are living like shit. It's kind of like a no man's land. Yeah. So scavengers, if you're good at scavenging, you can pretty much have it made out there. So basically we have a guy who's out there, he's scavenging, he's a nobody, but then you learn he's actually a somebody. He's actually someone with a, a past. He is, and God damn it, this is this this whole thing screams Robotech. Okay, for 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 the anime fanboys who are gonna bust my balls in the chat, Macross. I'll I'll give you that. I'll say Macross. I'll give it this one like it, it like Trump, a- like Trump signing that bill. One time and one time only. <laughs> I'm going to go ahead and call it Macross. But to me, it's Robotech. Go fuck yourself. But whatever. I'll call it Macross. The way the pilots were treating each other were very Robotech-ish. It's basically a trope. The hero that was found is like, you know, oh, this is just a nobody, but clearly he's got some skills. Yeah. And you find out, oh, no, he's got this past. Yeah. Well, he was just a shit, but became disillusioned with authority. So he's not there. And he's being pulled back in and being forced to be responsible, you know, by his mentor. Yeah. And then, of course, his mentor dies. So he's like, shit, you know, I don't have to be here now, but my mentor died and the death of my mentor is going to force me to step up and be the responsible that person is, that they really wanted. It's a trope. It's very it's, much Robotech. Yeah, 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 I see it's it. It's Macross like a motherfucker. Yeah. You gonna, When we go deeper in it, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to take characters in there and systematically replace them with Macross names. It's going to be a game, boys and girls. Feel free to play at home. And I want you, Ray and Dane, I want you to be like, yep, yep. That matches. That's the, it's gonna be like matching names yeah, on the board. Yeah, I'm gonna yeah. I'm gonna do that. Do it's it, gonna do be it, fun. It. All right, but let me let me let me get to the characters first. Let, let's let me get to this. the characters first. All right. So before you go to the characters, uh-huh. who directed this? This Stephen Knight, which is pretty much the guy that created, well, directed most of the uh, Spartacus okay. episodes. And I think that's why this came out to be so good because uh, yeah. uh, Guillermo del Toro, del Toro did the first one. Yeah. And looking back, because we didn't have the podcast back then, if we had the podcast back then i would have gave the first one at best a middle of the road rental just because oh look it's fucking robots and that's nice well it's the first of its kind in a long while besides that only takes you so far if it It, weren't for the fact that it's the best of its kind i see robots back flipping and shit and whatnot and when it ended i honestly saw no 
reason whatsoever for a sequel and i came in like yeah i'm gonna i'm gonna shit all over this oh which, which didn't it was happen. a fun movie it was a fun no movie. i already told you when we started the shit was good what more do you want from me motherfucker get off my dick oh all right jesus <laughs> i'm saying i came in with some bad notions and i think the problem with the first one was that it was directed by del toro del toro can make a feast for the eyes but I honestly don't think he needs to be sitting in a director's chair. Oh. It hurts me to say that, but someone has to say it. It's like when someone in the family's drinking too much, you have an intervention. Yeah, 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 yeah. Somebody got to step up and oh. say it. I'm going hey, to be the one that steps up. Let's step up, man. Yeah. Tell her, you, you hurt me when you drink. So, so the guy from Spartacus. Yeah, Spartacus. Spartacus. If, That's if why they had... Asher was in there. They had Asher. If I would ever have a TV series make me its bitch, have me stay home and cook while it's going out and doing shit. And then that TV show's like, yeah, I'm going to Walmart. You want to go? And I'd be like, yes. And I dress up all nice and fancy just because this TV show was letting me out of the house. Spartacus would be that TV show. Oh, Basically, I'd be Spartacus's like battered housewife and I'd be goddamn happy about it. And if anyone threatened to call the police about the domestic abuse, I'd fucking cut them. Yeah, you ain't Damn. never taking my Spartacus from me. I'm not- You're just jealous. You're jealous. Oh. That's why you're trying to call the police. I'll stab a motherfucker trying to take Spartacus out of my life. That's how good that show was. That show just just slapped me around and... and Jupiter's cock. I took it. You will not lose concentration, Ray. (laughs) You will not lose concentration. So, yeah. So, that guy did an awesome job with Spartacus, and clearly it was no fluke. No, he's awesome, man. He he pulled some shit out of backfield with this, which we'll get into. I won't get into that till I say sporters, but this he did a great fucking job. This was fun, man. This this had it a high was, energy. It was fun. And, and it, it also I think, you know, the first one was just supposed to be like a trip down memory lane yeah. for all the anime fans. Yeah. This did that better to me. Yeah. You know how many times watching this shit I said, Let me pretend this is the live action version of Evangelion. Yeah, I let me pretend I, this yeah. is the live action version of Macross. Yeah, I know. Let me pretend this is the live and every time was fitting. Yeah. It would fit. Yeah. It was just like the trope and the layout, the formula was so nostalgic and perfect the yeah. way it was laid out. And that it, it was fit. Yeah. It was like I was watching an anime an live early action. Early 90s anime live right, action. Right, right, right. But this only could occur one time. Mm-hmm. So on this time, we were aware of it. I was like, okay, this is going to be a story about this and that. Yeah. And then we decided not to like match it. And you pointed out fairly. It's like... Wait a minute! They took the story of Macross. It's like, yes, yeah. they did, and I wasn't expecting With, that. You know, like, they wait, did wait, that. Wait, wait. Let, me, let me sit up. Know? Wait a minute! What's 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 this? You know, what's going on? Uh huh. Let me and, let me wake up a little bit. Fuck! Ray was still dreaming. He was a millennial you, right there. You, you know, there was a couple of scenes in here where he's like, "Oh God, here we go again." I yeah, like, I said that. I did say that. Like, here we go. And the thing is. You had a feeling it was going to go into a sappy, sappy, like, woe is me. But it went to a line and it didn't go any further. And then stopped. And it, it stopped. It almost seemed like they were mocking it. Yeah. Like they were mocking that particular trope. Yeah. Yep. Because they were not going paint by numbers. So let's start with the cast. Okay, let's do that. I will say John Boyega, who plays the main character. Yeah. Uh, Jake Pentecost. Just hearing about him is like, oh, the main, well, not the main character, but the uber hero from the first one. He's he's the, the son. character. Yeah, he's the son. Of- like, oh, I'm the son. I'm like, why in the fuck would they never have mentioned that he had a son? And I was like, okay, they're pulling this out of their ass. So that's, that's definitely a strike right there. And this guy's going to be phoning it in. 
And I will say, in the beginning, like right when it started, it, it, it was he was actually pretty good. Yeah. He was like, okay, you know, he's living the lifestyle, whatever, blah, blah, blah. Still kind of pissed off, never mentioned he had a son. Then he goes into the program with all the uh, the Jaegers, and that shit dropped right down. But then it gradually goes up. The man acted his ass off. Yeah. I'll give him that. The script was kind of shit. Yeah. The script that they handed him was kind of shit. But when you're doing a script that's filled with nothing but a certain type of trope. Yeah. And that's all this was, was a certain type of trope. Protagonist, rookie, love interest, dude. All that shit. It's all there. When you're just constantly feeding that in, there's only so much you can do. Yeah. You, you can't really stand out. But still, the guy busts his ass. He did a great job. And he plays uh, Jake Pentecost. We also got the chick he runs into, Kaylee Spaney. She plays as Amara Namani. She's kind of the, I was raised on the tough streets with no one since a child, yet somehow I'm smart enough to build things mm-hmm. that people have to go to, uh, to MIT to learn. Yeah. She basically builds her own Jaeger. It's like a miniature version. Yeah. But she builds her own Jaeger. Out of nowhere. Out of nowhere. Without no parents. It's uh, kind of like, you know, your typical anime smart character that's... Yes. The smart character who doesn't have book learning. Yes. That's yeah. the important thing. I didn't learn by going to school and looking books. I learned from life. That's very anime Yes. Yes, Very paint by numbers animated. That's part of the that's part now, of the trope. And she owns a big ass warehouse, a hangar. No, Look, she was squatting. She they was all, squatting. They they all squatted, yeah. On the coast, you, everywhere you go, you're squatting. I think the guy pointed out yeah. it's like, yeah, right. I can live in a million dollar mansion. As long as you don't mind the fact that there's like half a skull in there from where some uh, kaiju yeah. fell and died. But no one's coming back. It's like, you know, if you can trade, you can live like a king. That was the, the whole thing. She's squatting. Everybody's squatting. That, that was a really unique intro for a movie I thought was going to start completely different. Right. Her character is supposed to be the young, plucky sort of genius sort of child thing who just her her pure gumption is gonna get her through it in this movie she looks fucking 12 yeah she does look young as shit and what bothers me i'm like okay is her character supposed to be over 18 they never they never brought it up no one at any point said how old she's supposed to be 15 or something in the movie Uh, i'm assuming she's 15 she's 15 yeah and and he say he's she's a teenager yeah yeah she's supposed to be 15 I I I guess, but they they did a hell of a job making her look young. It was uncomfortable because there are a lot of scenes. I was sure there was going to be some sort of let, a romance. Let me see all the pictures. And, let me see. Let me see. All right. Yeah, yeah. There are a, a lot older. of scenes. Well, I was sure there was going to be some sort of a romance, and thank Christ there wasn't. In anime, it would have happened. I was like, dear God, please don't let there be some kind of romance, because I will feel... Look at how young she looks! I would feel so uncomfortable. Yeah. If there was some kind of a, a romance, but there wasn't, which I thanked them for. But they always had her acting immature, so I guess you you just left to assume her age. Uh, wise move on their part. Yeah. But her lines were a bit stunted, but that's probably because she's so new. Yeah. I mean, she really has damn near nothing under her belt as far as acting goes. I, I think this is going to give her a good boost. She, she did a decent job. Now, uh, another thing that really gets me, I love the call-outs to the recurring characters that came. He, they did a very subtle and nice job with the recurring... Like, for instance, uh, Dr. Herman, the German dude, uh, was Bern Gorman. Yeah. The one who has to walk, walk with a cane. Yeah. He came back 
But Charlie Day, who I love, anything Charlie Day is in, I just, I love He's Charlie awesome, Day. Man. He's funny as shit. He comes back as Dr. Newton. They kind of moved on because now he works for a private company. And uh-huh. it, that's that's kind of like making a bit of a buffer between him and his friend, Doc, Dr. Gottlieb. But you you see them both. And it's like, oh, man, it's awesome that they're both back. That's good. Yeah, Let's I know. That, that cameo, they're there. And then you see the uh, freaking Scott Eastwood plays as Nate Lambert. He was the hero, the main character of the first one, right? No, he wasn't. Who was he in the first one? He wasn't there in the first one. Really? Yes. Get the fuck out of here. I thought he was the main guy. No, that was Charlie Hunnam. They said that his co-pilot had had left to the private sector. That's what I wanted to ask. Like, what happened to the other co-pilot? Yeah. So his co-pilot was Charlie. Yes, That's, they never the say. Private. They never really say. But yeah, he just wrote him off. Okay. They they couldn't schedule him yeah. for the movie, All so right. they wrote well, him off kind of. Either way, uh, Scott he plays as the um, what's a good way to say it? The rival, the Iceman. Yeah, yeah. The the Iceman to uh, the Maverick, what? Maverick yeah. and Iceman. He's Iceman and John Boyega's Maverick. Yeah. Okay. Or well, we'll wait. Yeah, okay. we'll wait. I'm gonna do my little name change. Okay. You're, gonna, you're gonna like this thing. You're gonna like this. But yeah, Maverick and Iceman. So, and that's basically who he is. You know, he's buying the book and this and that, or whatever. But there's a rivalry, but it's not an angry sort of rivalry. Yeah, they hint that there's this one chick who's like the mechanic or something. Yeah, yeah. They both got the hots for. It's kind of like a love triangle. Yeah, almost. but they don't go nowhere with it. That's it's why I think, okay. That's why I think they're kind of fucking with the audience. Yeah. We'll go back. Let me go to the rest of the characters. All right. Now, we were saying uh, earlier that the the core market for this is not the U.S. No. As, as the first one proved. There's no, there's no theaters playing on it, man. Just right. to find a, a showtime on it was actually kind of hard. The, the core market for this is Asia, or more specifically, China. Chinese China and, people were China nutting on the back of the seats that were in front of them. Yeah. Just squirting all over it for the first Pacific Rim. And I will be god damned if the studio didn't take that shit and roll with it. We got a huge Asian cast. Yeah up in here i'm just gonna stick to the ones that are important now the sexy ass rinko kuchi was that her name she that's was, a japanese chick, yeah right? that's the japanese chick his his older sister yeah she she comes back as Mako mori and she's the older sister of jake uh pentecost uh-huh. and they have a really good because she was adopted so young that they're really like brother and sister and she's the responsible one she's the one who emulates the father more discipline respect honor and this and that and she's the one constantly trying to keep her brother who's a maverick on the straight and narrow yeah. by the way she has the perfect geisha lips i don't know if it's all asian women like that it's like no, right in the center of the lips the they kind of poke they she, go her north. lips are like they go little, north. little and stuff. Yeah, it's they like, go like north, like right in the center. Everything I see her in, she's <laughs> fucking beautiful. The first Pacific Rim, yeah, I'll hit that. I saw her in Babel, or I should say I saw her bush. I can't remember what her face yeah, looks like in yeah, Babel. Babel yeah. Once I saw the, the gates open, I couldn't remember anything else. So. Ooh. Oh, yeah, she was. Yeah, I saw her in Babel. Uh, I saw her in Brothers Bloom. Everything I see her in, I'm like, man, she's fucking beautiful. For what she does, she does an excellent job, but they I'm not going to get into it yet. She's a key component of moving the story forward, actually. Right. What they did with her was very important to what it was they were trying to establish, but I won't get into that yet. Let's finish with the characters. Because there's, there's so much to get into here. Freaking Tian Jiang, who plays Li Wan Shell. Yeah, she's hot. Now, man. she, this woman's Click hotter than July. She was in that Great Wall yeah, movie. Look at this fucking beautiful. Shh. She's beautiful. Just, she's beautiful. Don't even speak loud. 
Yeah, she's she's in a lot of movies. Ray, she's Ray, don't fuck it up. Oh, okay. I can just I can just envision some wind slightly blowing that hair. <laughs> <laughs> she's fucking beautiful. She plays as the CEO of this company. His name is Lee Wen Shao. Yeah. Uh-huh. And the company is like, is it Shao Corp? They want to build Jaegers that don't require pilots to Auto be in pilot them. That, that reminds because me of some, if the pilots don't have bits. to be in them, let's just put 10 Jaegers in every single place. <laughs> and whichever one we need to activate, he just steps inside his bubble. It just comes online. Why her hair is so silky? Uh, aren't all Chinese like that? She's from China? Yeah, she's Chinese. I told you, they know who their fucking audience is, dude. Oh, oh here she is, she again. is again. God damn. Picture this shit. Look at this. Look at that. Mm. Wow. Look at that. Beautiful, man. Cha, 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 cha. This woman. She's beautiful. Is beautiful. Oh, my wow, God. Wow. Look I, at that's that. That's it. That's it. No more pictures yeah. of her because we're, we're not going to get nowhere. <laughs> but, yeah, so like I said, uh, Tiang Jiang plays Liwan Xiao. She's the CEO of this company. No nonsense. She comes off as the archetype of the stuck-up bitch who's like, yeah, you're only here because you're conniving enough to have this no-nonsense company. And she keeps going on. This company is my legacy. This is my dream. This is making these drones is my dream. It's my passion and this and that and whatever. So he's like, okay, so she's already set for her trope uh, character. Uh, Then you have really that's about all the real main that's characters. the important people yeah uh i will say though i will give a slight sidebar because when when the character amara amara namari yeah the, the female chick when she gets put into the uh the jaeger pilots program yeah she sees the other cadets who are there and those cadets seem so fucking interesting i very badly wanted to know their backstory the only one they come really close to going into detail with their backstory backstory is this russian chick the actress's name is uh ivana santno and again she's hot yeah she's hot you don't she's trust cute, me man. you need verification is that what that is damn she was born in 97 fuck i'm old man oh, yeah you're old she, you're robbing yeah, the cradle you're son rock. yeah she looks she's much like a hardcore version of what a european model would be and what's that <laughs> huey lewis when he would always have those blonde hair blue eyed women with the big <laughs> lipstick she looks like one of his backup dancers wow yeah. she looks different with long hair she's very pretty yeah. I, I will say that Sorry, she hates Amara because Amara was just tossed in there, some street urchin, and she had to take the test three times before she could finally wait, wait. pass to get in. Here's one thing that I realized. Her character, the other character's name, Amara, oh. right? Yeah. I just realized that. Hmm. There is a scene, this is spoiler alert right here. Uh, wait, wait, wait. There's a scene right here where she's standing in the middle of Tokyo. We have a museum of Gundam. Mm-hmm. A lot of call outs, a lot right? of shout outs. She's yeah. standing there. What's her name? Amara. Yeah. And the main pilot of a Gundam, the first Gundam is Amuro. Mm-hmm. Wow. So you make, see, you see, you see what okay. I'm trying to go to? Okay. A lot of shots. This, this movie see? is multi layered. Dude, there are so many hidden messages. Yeah. So she is a female version of Amuro Ray. She's techie. She never grew up with a father. Amuro father was always uh, building a mobile suit technology. Uh huh. So she never grew up with her parents. But she knows how Oh, she's, somehow she knows how to do that. Like this chick. Yeah. Mm. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> it has to be the idea of the director. You had to be. There's you no way. You have to be, bro. Big anime fan, which is which is okay. I have no problem with it. You know what? What we're gonna do, and for us to do this, I'm gonna just say spoilers right now. That's the only right. way this is gonna work. All right. We're gonna move forward from the beginning to the back, saying the awesome things, the things we point out. But while we do this, I'm gonna do the replacement game. Okay, okay. All right. And, the, and remember, you guys at home, play along. So we got Jake Pentecost, a black guy, like, yeah, my father was this great big pilot and whatnot, but I'm not 
not into that shit. I'm just a rogue. I'm going to do whatever, live on my own. He gets arrested because he's caught with Amora Namani and her uh, illegally made Jaeger. And they're yelling at one another like, yeah, I could have fucking gotten us out of here, but you had to fuck it up. Fuck you. You don't know what you're talking about. Because she doesn't know that he used to be a big time pilot and his father was the greatest pilot of all time. His sister calls in. Now, and this is another great shout out. So this is where freaking um, Mako Morty comes yeah. in. And she looks, she, they made her look like she was a bit older. Yeah, she's they in did. her uniform because she's no longer piloting. She's now one of the higher ups on like the council, the Pacific uh-huh. Rim council or whatever. And he's like, yeah, look, you know, there's this thing going on, you know, but thankfully you're my sister, my big sister. You're going to get me out of this, right? This is like your 10th time getting arrested for this dumb shit. There's only one way I could possibly get you out of this. You're going to have to re-enroll at the academy as an instructor. You do that. I'll let you come in along with your, your trainee. I can say that you were doing all this shit because you're trying to test out this trainee and recruit this chick. And yeah. I'll bring you both in and that'll keep you out of jail. And he's like, man, what the fuck? That's how him yep. and Amara both get back into the program. And his whole thing is, he, in his own mind, he's the greatest pilot there ever was. He's like, I have no business being at the Academy. I'm the best. Easily, he could be a trainer. Yeah. But he doesn't want to fucking be there. Now, let, let's let's pause real quick. Let's say you take Jake Pentecost. Yeah. We're going to replace him with Rick Hunter. I and we're that. going to replace Mako with Roy Folker. Oh, okay. Okay. Do, does that sound like it? matches yes it does match that that does sound it like does, it matches yeah, it does okay, match Dane, what, what do you say yeah that's exactly. a parallel yeah because when shit hit the fan it was like you're switch good. just flipped you're good i know you're good and you won't take responsibility unless i force it on okay. you yeah and i'm your sibling who you constantly have to live in my shadow who is who is adopted by the way who is adopted <laughs> And I am going, and you have to live under my shadow. And you're like, fuck it. I don't want to go back and do that. Fuck it. I'm not going back there. Yeah. I'm going to force you to reach your potential by thrusting it on you and not giving you a choice. Yeah. I have to pull. I think she could have gotten her out of that. Yeah. But she's like, you just keep fucking doing this. I have to do this. I have to bring this greatness out of you because you're just going to keep doing this shit. And it's the same thing with Rick Hunter and Roy Folker. Yeah, he had, he had the enlist. He had the enlist. Yeah. That's the Rick Hunter, Roy Folker thing. So mm-hmm. they get in there. Naturally, as soon as he gets there, he meets up with uh nate lambert he's like jesus this is this is fucking awful and the mechanic lady comes through and she kind of winks at them winks at the guy jake is like jesus you two can you get a room let's like fucking for real yeah can we can we be done with this let's fucking move on and the girl's like yo you got history with this guy what's the problem well, we had a disagreement don't worry about it as it progresses you see that jake pentecost is the hot shot fly by my pants pilot nate lambert by the book Look. hardcore guy i will train you recruits you will go by the numbers or you're gonna ship out because you're not good enough and jake's like dude you fucking give the rest just go easy on them okay you don't learn everything from the books you learn on the field but on the field you fuck up one time you're dead you need to teach them to be flexible you got in they in their budding heads but you can see they used to be friends because they know each other so well yeah they used to and they're being together. jovial it's like well what happened to make them not be friends they're they're still heavy uh, rivals they were always rivals 
Yeah. But then you see the chick who who's the mechanic chick? Hold on. Jules Reyes. That's the character's name? Yeah. Jules. The chief mechanic or head mechanic or whatever. So you're like, oh, okay. There's something about you dudes butting heads over this chick. And you know what I love? They don't go into it. Yeah. I no, like they that. never went into like what what the fuck happened? There's yeah. no flashback. There's nothing. There's no soliloquy where she says, Look, I know I was dating you and I fucked him. I fucked up. But you guys gotta come together. No, none of that. No, none, none of that. that. No. They know no why? Baggage. You don't clean. fucking you don't fucking need to know. It's done. They know it. Yeah, but I don't know it. Ain't your fucking business. Get in that Jaeger. Yeah. Watch the movie. Sit down. Shut up. There's you don't a, need to know about there's that. There's that scene where he kisses she kisses them both. I all go into she that. kisses she kisses Nate and Nate's kinda like, Yeah. And then she kisses Jake and Jake is like Man, what the fuck is this? <laughs> polygamy, bro. It's polygamy. She wants both of them. She's no, like, Look, she's saying she loves have... them equally. Yeah, yeah. exactly. She but, loves them. But even Jake said, them, she that's she... fucking confusing. Yes. Okay. <laughs> like, she, yeah, this, it goes confusing. back to Spartacus. Oh, you it goes back Spartacus to Spartacus. Yes, shit, man. It goes back to Spartacus. Not not everything in life is somehow related to Spartacus. This is not like six degrees of Kevin Bacon. Six degrees it, of Spartacus, oh, buddy. Geez, everything oh, goes man. back to there, back to Rome. <laughs> I love interest for both of them. They, you know, this was... She care for them, of course. This was so anime-ish. All right, all right. You know what? It is anime-ish. Are you ready? Yeah. Fuck, I'm going to fuck this up. I can't, I can't remember their names. <laughs> but Macross Plus freaking... Oh, uh, my God. Hold on, hold on. <laughs> the hot shot yeah. by the seat of his pants. Isamu. The The by-the-book Zentradi guy. Gold, gold, yeah. And then the chick that would sing. Yeah, yeah, that... I forgot her fucking name. They were clearly friends. Yes. Clearly friends. Something something. happened to make them stop being friends and butt heads. But even before that happened, they were always rivals, but friendly rivals. And even when they're forced back together, the hot shot is forced to come be back with this guy again. Oh, my God. That's friendly rivalry still there. No, no, look. Picture Picture their faces in your mind. Even their profiles match. Yes. Gold yes. had the, the shaved high top. Just yes, like he how did. Yes, <laughs> yes. Yeah. And then Scott Eastwood had the haircut as Isamu did. Yeah, he had the crew cut. Yeah, the crew cut. He, he had the fucking crew cut. Oh, shit. I, I, there's a lot of parallels. <laughs> that's, that's, it is fucking insane. They're doing their thing. So he's trying to go and teach the kids. Now, uh, Amari comes in and she's there with all the other recruits. And this is what pisses me off. These recruits are so varied and so different. I'm just begging to know more about them. Yeah. They don't bother getting into it. It doesn't piss me off too much, but it's kind of like, why are you going to tease me? Because yeah. anyone who watches any anime that's built on characters that's going to have people in a war scenario yeah. focuses so much on the characters that the background characters always Please. become more interesting than the hero. Dragon Ball, yep. fucking Naruto, yep. fucking Macross. Yep. You can talk about Rick being a badass all you want. Max Sterling could fucking, fucking destroy Rick. Yeah, he can. He can. Fucking destroy Rick in a cockpit. Yeah, he can. And the only thing holding him back is his humility. Yeah. Because he doesn't have... Rick could inspire people to go out there and fight. Yeah. And Max can't do that. No, it's But you put Max in the cockpit, Max could smoke every single fucking person out there, including Rick. Yeah. And in front of his men, Rick could be like, no, I'm the best. You get his men away, Rick is like, no, fucking Max would would fold me up and put me in a suitcase. (laughs) Max would fucking destroy me. Max is the best goddamn pilot. 
humanity, not just the fleet. Yeah. Humanity has. He's unrivaled. And you would look at this like, yo, I want to know more about this guy. Yeah. These background characters are so fucking awesome. And this is the same way. Right. So the whole thing that actually cements Jake stepping up is I didn't want to see this because I'm like, I don't want to see more Kaiju showing up. It's going to be more the same shit or whatever. It's kind of like the Godzilla thing, you know? Right. Right. Comes out of the ocean. And and when uh, when the CEO of the company, Lee Wen Shao, says, yeah, we're going to make our drones. We're going to go to Australia to talk it over, which is weird because I thought Australia was destroyed. But what do I know? Uh, We're going to go to Australia, talk it over. They get attacked by another Jaeger. Yeah, which is pretty awesome, actually. That fight is actually freaking awesome. So right then and there, I'm like, whoa, wait a minute. Okay, I get the plot now. They're going to be fighting other Jaegers. They're not going to be fighting Kaiju. They're going to be fighting other Jaegers. And there's much better fight scenes with Uh other Jaegers. In that fight, Jake's sister, Mako, gets killed because she's in a helicopter. And she's trying to... It's great. It's a touching, actually, death. It's a touching death to me because, honestly, she's more... has more skill than her brother simply because of the experience. Yeah. Her brother's been out of the cockpit before the victory yeah. of the last movie. He'd been out of the cockpit for like a year. Yeah. So yeah. she just had more experience. Her father didn't want her in the cockpit. Yeah. But she got in the cockpit and she helped save the world because yeah. she was just that good because of her family. Yeah. Because of her lineage. When he's fighting, she's sitting here observing because he doesn't know how to look for these things in the fight. Because when yeah. she fights, she analyzes. Yeah. She's sitting there on her iPad pad analyzing and trying to send the information yo this thing is getting these frequencies this thing is is like weak weak on the right side you need to come over here this thing this and that and it fucking jams the frequency and i'm like man it's fucking awesome <laughs> yep she he's doing the fighting but she's like yo i've got that combat experience son i'm gonna give you the details yeah i'm she gonna was trying give to... you the shit that you're missing and send it to you and it cut off the transmission yeah. it realized what she was doing and cut the transmission off which is something a monster couldn't do because yeah. it doesn't have the intelligence. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But clearly, this is someone piloting the thing. And her helicopter gets, like, knocked out of the air. And because both of these guys care about her. Yeah. You know, okay, because Jake has to pair up with Nate. So oh, God, the, the two that. rivals have to pair up together, which always happens. Yeah. And they both eminently love and respect her. I mean, Nate, not in a romantic way, but yeah. he's like, this is the daughter of my idol yeah the man who was more of a father to me than my real father yeah i had more emotions for this guy than my real father uh-huh you know she's the daughter of this guy i love this girl i will yeah. fight and die for this girl yeah they as soon as her helicopter knocked out freaking jake was like yo make those helicopters down i'm expecting the guy like we've got to fight this monster there's civilians at risk and they end up button heads and because they can't work together she dies as soon as she's like yo make those hit let's do it yeah. they both go yeah. Like, yeah, we're gonna yeah, fuck, couple, the, fuck that thousand fuck. people are gonna die yeah, in the city. Fuck them. Yeah. We're gonna run and get this helicopter. And they miss it by like a yeah. millimeter. They yeah. scrape the side uh, of the helicopter, but they still can't catch it. Yeah. And she dies, and the fucking robot like walks off. Yeah, no, he saw reinforcements coming in, and then yeah, the because like, they had that. to use the helicopters to bring the extra yeah. ones in. Her death is what drove him to be like, "Fuck it, I gotta do this. Yeah. I gotta step it up." She died because I haven't been doing this shit for ten fucking years. Cause it's of me because I fucked up. It's such an anime death too, because it's like, can you give me something to equate that whole scene with? Okay, that's pretty much the the same way Ben Dixon died. He was just one second too late, and he got 
caught up into the explosion. He was so close from escaping. But did that drive someone else? Yeah, it to, did. It, it drove it? it drove Rick not to wanting lead, but then he had to face the facts that he was going to be losing people. So he had to become a better leader. Okay. Yeah, that makes sense. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So yeah. so a death in the family drives you yeah. to become better. Now they're they're bringing the reinforcements in late because yeah. they have to you know helicopter them in because you know the pilots are in there right away. Right away, I'm thinking, yeah, this was a setup. The yeah. evil corporation set yeah. this up to show them how valuable it would be to just have the drones there. And then no matter where the pilot is, they can yeah. jump into the little VR thing and, and just pilot, pilot it. Yeah. Because right after it happens, you know, the council's like, yeah, we're immediately going to gonna give them a yeah. contract. We need the drones within 48 hours. And freaking uh, Charlie Day's character's like, 48 hours? That's insane. And a little a little nice yeah. little extra says, you know, it, it's a strange coincidence that this really happened in our favor like this. The fact that this Jaeger just showed up and the chick is like, yeah, I it was is there. a strange coincidence and it's in our favor. And I was there. I nearly died getting my fucking robots. This is my legacy. Yeah, yeah. Okay. But I'm like, and I'm thinking to myself, God, they're really beating us over the head with this. We know the corporation did it. Yeah. We know that they're evil. Yeah. Come on. Let's get past it. Now, a nice little aside is when Dr. Newton comes to the uh, the, the place with all the Jaegers, he does see Dr. Herman again. Yeah. And he's like, hey, buddy, good to see you. And Newton's kind of being like a, a fucking Asshole. jackass diva. It's like, hey, you should come meet me and in in, in Alice, you know? You come to our place and this and that. He's like, no, nah, man, you sold out. You know, you went yeah. for a corporation. I'm not doing that. He was that. really quirky but about it, yeah. I love the fact he's like, look, man, I, I, I got to tell you, ever since we hooked into that Thank kaiju brain, I, I've been having nightmares. I still, it's 10 years later, I'm still having nightmares. Yeah. I can't get rid of them. How did you cope with it? He's like, no, nah, I don't have no nightmares. I'm fine. You know, I'm, I'm, I'm good. <laughs> I love the, because that comes back later. Yeah. And then when it Come, when you realize what happens, like nice. Yeah, I, I didn't like, see I'm it coming. No nightmares. I'm just. I thought it was just gonna say, "Look, dude, go see a psychiatrist." I've had ten years of therapy. Yeah. I'm good now. That's what I expected. Yeah. He's like, "Yep, not having no nightmares. I'm good." Yeah, and it, that's. It, it comes back in such a way that my eyeballs melted. Like, what? Nani? Well, <laughs> you know, I was. I was fucked up. It yeah. was great. They go back and they're like, "Yo, I'm gonna. I'm gonna take this job serious and whatnot." And um, I'm trying to remember what happens before they eventually end up fighting the thing again. Um, There's a lot of a lot of filler sometimes. Yeah, there was a the- montage. There was a, they activate all the uh, drones because the drones have been deployed. Oh, and then that's, they get- that's also when you learn. Yeah, that's also when you learn. His, his wife or girlfriend, Alice, is actually the brain that they hacked into yeah. in the first movie. It's like in his in his home, his it, penthouse apartment home. It's on his bedroom. Yeah, it's in his in bedroom. His bedroom, And bro. he treats it like his wife. Pour a glass of whiskey, go right in the bedroom, jack into it. It's kind of like he's a addicted to it and and it still didn't hit you at that point no moment. because there was nothing to be worried about so yeah. oh, he's he the other guy is still having the nightmares it's like eh, whatever he goes home he's still jacking into it and remember in the first movie they're like yo we have to do this with two people yeah because their consciousness is too powerful yeah it's gonna overwhelm you yeah it'll overwhelm you, you have to use two people this dude's been doing it by himself for 10 years yeah the fact that it's the first thing he does when he gets home, it's clear he's addicted to it. Yeah. And they're just building all the fucking robots. And that's when you learn because they find uh, the robot that attacked him. Yeah. The robot. They one. beat it to death. And when they tear off the head, because that's where the cockpit's supposed to be, they instead see the, the, kind of bra- the brain, the kaiju brain yeah. of a kaiju. And like, 
what the fuck? Someone's piloting these things with, with fucking kaiju brains. And surprising enough, those drones look like Ava Angels. Look at that. Well, that's about the time I started imagining this as a live-action Evangelion. Yeah. In fact, that's part of that trope. Because when you look at it, these guys are piloting it remotely. There's no way for them to sync, for their brain to sync up with the computer that quickly over that distance. Their brain is syncing up with the kaiju brain, just like Dr. Newton is. Yeah. Dr. Newton's syncing up with his kaiju thing, and he's like, yeah. Here's the way we can do it. Let's clone kaiju brains. We'll have people sync up with the brains, and the brains are controlling the robot. Because you can sync up with their brains a lot further and way faster than you can with a computer. There's no lag. There's instantaneous. The human brain is a billion times more powerful than the computer. We just don't know how to access it the same way a computer can access its memory and its RAM and all that shit. So it's like, yeah, we communicate with this brain and this brain just does what we tell it to do. So when they get the freaking uh, Jaeger back, they're trying to go over it, see what's going on. The rogue, freaking Amara, says to her her classmates, hey, let's get in there and take a look at that. Yeah. No way, man. We'll get in trouble. Look, we'll be in and out. No problem. We just got to go in there and take a look at it. That was a beautiful shot. Sunset, and you see all the workers. It's like, man, is that like the SDF-1? It had that Mm -hmm. SDF-1 look. I'm like, oh, Mm -hmm. shit, what is this? But yeah, they walk in, and then they realize that that this robot is half organic and half metallic. Yeah. And apparently, you know, when she's checking out the specs and whatnot, some of the blood gets on one of the cadets and the blood burns like acid. Yeah. And she's like, yo, we gotta gotta call the doctor, let's get him out of here, whatever. And they all get in trouble. They all get like court marked yeah. or whatever. All right, so then comes the big twist. The the movie had my attention the whole time, which to me was a miracle. Yeah. But this is the point where I was like, motherfucker. Yeah, I didn't see it coming because it was motherfucker. It was so hidden in plain sight. It was it, like it was hidden in plain sight. You just didn't pick up it, on the clues. I was like, you motherfucker. So they're like, yo, Amara Namari says, hey, you know, she's just gotten drummed out. He's like, yeah, all your guys are on maximum probation, but you, you're gone. I couldn't do anything to save you. I couldn't do anything to keep you. You're gone. So, all right, that's fine. But just understand that Shao uh, Corp is the one that made that thing. He's like, what? So, yeah, I built these for a living. Shao Corp made that one because, yeah, the cabling's made counterclockwise. They're the only company that does it. It's them. So, they're like, okay, well, shit, they're making all of our drones. They tell Dr. Herman, say, look, go meet up with Dr. Newton. Tell him what's going on. Tell him we need we need help. You yeah. know, see if you can get some info so we can shut this down. So, okay. So, he goes over there and yeah. once all of the drones are officially made, bam. We just reached 100%. Yeah. We made all the drones. We got it. We got all the drones. Immediately, they get hacked. Oh, what the fuck's going on? Everyone's going nuts. They're like, fix this. He leaves to try to get what he needs to fix it. It looks like he's trying to get out of there. Yeah. He runs into Dr. Herman. Say, hey, that that monster tried to kill us was made by your company. Yeah. That doesn't surprise me because the fucking drones have been hacked. Yeah. Something fucking crazy is going on. It's like, look, we have to get to the main control room. And they get caught by security, and security is taking them somewhere else. And they end up in a fight scene for them to disarm security, which, which is was really fucking lazy. Yeah, the the one guy that's crippled is able to beat up their security people with his cane. Yeah, which looks beat like the plastic shit with the cane, bro. <laughs> yeah, oh, God. Look, man. man, look, it's comedy relief. They were comedy relief in the first part. There's not much you can really do. You're right. They were comedy relief. So what are you going to do? They get to the main room. Uh, Dr. Newton says, everybody get out. Everybody get out of here. Go, go, go. They all leave. 
And he's like, look, I understand I made all this. It's all robotics. It's all remote. But they have a backdoor system, and I put a backdoor into the backdoor. Oh, So shit. I have a backdoor into the system. I, and I said, man, I can, gonna, this guy's going to shut the shit down. I can go in there and shut it, fucking shut it down. I said, all right. So he goes in there, and alarm goes off. And he's like, what the fuck just happened? See, I just locked everybody out. <laughs> I, use, I use the backdoor of my backdoor to, to completely lock, lock everyone out. out. Yeah. And he's like, what the fuck are you doing? He says, look, man, I don't know whether the first time... They were coming just to achieve something or just to wipe us out. But this time, we are going to get it right. He's like, the fuck do you mean we are going to get it right? And that's we're like, holy shit. It was him. Yeah. He's been hacking into the kaiju brain for so long on its own. Yeah. It's infiltrated him to the point he doesn't even realize that these aren't his yeah. thoughts. He, it just seems like he came up with this yeah, on his own. Yeah, he's been possessed. He's been possessed pretty yeah, much. Yeah, basically, because he's addicted to it. And he's possessed, and he's like, yeah, I'm going to go to this company and use this company's resources to fucking destroy right. everyone. Which was fucking awesome. Which I was, was like, fucking Whoa. awesome. I was, I was like, man. I kind of leaned back my seat like, oh. Oh, shit. That's with some M. Night That's Shyamalan That's why the guy shit. was like, I still keep having nightmares. Why aren't you having the nightmares? And he kind of like, smirked. He kind of smirked in a sense. He did kind of smirk. But that's the typical Charlie Day response, though. Yeah, that's you don't thing. notice it because this character's always doing that. Yeah. It's like, there's no nightmares. I'm not fighting it. Yeah. You're the one who's fighting it. I've been I've been balls deep into this thing for like like 10 years. You're trying to you're still trying to fight the latent psionic yeah. shit. I ain't fighting nothing. I'm in there. I'm fucking making that, it happen. He has a romantic relationship with this brain. He had to. I'm a functioning alcoholic. If there's a way for me to feel the beer sucking my dick, I'd be fucking beer and alcohol all day. Oh man. <laughs> it's it, it's my passion. But after all the action and all the explosions, which was pretty awesome, the weakest part of the movie came. You mentioned it in movies. There, like, damn, this is one of the worst montages there is. Oh, okay. <laughs> let me let me get to that. So basically, which it wasn't bad, but he was- controls all the drones. And he is using the drones to rip open the areas that had the portals that allow the kaijus to come through. And the drones are also attacking all of the Jaegers to the point, because it's a a surprise attack, he basically cripples every Jaeger on the planet except for one. Uh, what's the name of the main one again? Oh, it's a Gypsy da- Avenger, not Gypsy Danger. Yeah. So basically, it's a uh, Eva One. Yeah. E- pretty much Eva One. And yeah, there was one also one. there was also an Eva Two that was there, which was painted in red, doing all the somersaults and all the axe kicks. That that was the one. I was that was Oscar's. That was Oscar's. Oscar's yeah. yeah. Oscar's yeah. was more agile yeah. than Kenji's yeah. Eva. Yeah. yeah, yeah. So that would have been Eva too, and then Eva Zero was the one that had the least amount of agility. agility. Yeah, because that was Ray's. Yeah, it was Ray's Eva was Eva Zero. Yeah, then what's his name's Eva was Eva One, and then, and then Oscar's Eva was Eva two. two, and then of course Eva Three was possessed and yeah. killed the actual pilot. Yeah, I'm, I'm getting way too nerdy. Into yeah, this it shit. was. But anyway, it, it took from a whole bunch of fucking <laughs> movies, man. <laughs> So basically, only the main Jaeger is available after all this chaos. And they're killing off basically all the pilots because they couldn't... You see, the the whole thing is Dr. Newton pretty much knows the layout of all these places. So he was targeting, like, the barracks and everything. Like, all the pilots died. The only pilots available were the recruits. Yeah. Because, you know, it's like, fuck it. Just a handful. He wasn't aiming for them. Yeah. So he just killed off, like, all the pilots, all the Jaegers. And this is also what I love. Another great twist. 
the CEO of the company, Lin Shao, comes out like, what the fuck's going on? And Dr. Herman's like, yeah, Dr. Newton's been infected. He's been trying to deceive us this whole time and whatever and blah, blah, blah. And she's like, this guy's a fucking moron. He couldn't do that. Yeah. This is the cool part. He's like, you see him completely drop the, the goofy persona that he had in part one because there's a lot of people speaking Mandarin in this. Yeah. Again, we've got to get them Chinese ducats. Got to get that Chinese yeah. audience. And the CEO of the company, she's constantly speaking Chinese even though she knows some English. I think it's just a shout out to the Chinese fans. Yeah. You know, she's speaking English to him because his Mandarin is ass. And she's like, you know, this guy's a complete idiot. And then he starts speaking to her with like, in perfect manner and it's yeah. like no 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 i'm much more intelligent than you think and it's easy because you've got such a huge fucking ego yeah i plotted all this out i sprinkled 20 percent like here, how, how could there. you possibly do that and he's like your whole fucking company is like 80 percent automated yeah all i gotta do is hack in i basically control all of it i had he basically assembled an entire fucking jaeger and yeah. he never knew completely completely automated i can make it do whatever the fuck i want <laughs> you know i control all this and i am going to destroy the earth so that we can come back yeah and take it the way we were supposed to so the guy freaking gets and away he said it in a very deep voice like he was a guaul or something from stargate yeah uh, yeah he's like i really like that like it, it shows that he has a different personality right there exactly somebody's talking besides him yeah when they go and they're like okay that's how susan Friday's talk too yeah really yeah. yeah, well, they, well, the they anime, had that. They had the this anime, echoes. they kind of echoed their voice or something like yeah, that. Yeah, just a little bit, not by much, because they had to convey height, I guess. Huh? I never remembered that. I used to love the Zentradi in a certain in a certain aspect. I wanted them to win, but uh, <laughs> yeah, fuck it, I'm Zentradi till I die. So he's like, yeah, look, all the fucking kaiju are trying to go to Mount Fiji because yeah. their blood makes Mount them extreme. Fuji. Is it Fuji? Fuji. Fuji, okay. no Mount Fiji. There's not right. the fucking water. <laughs> I, I thought that was the name of the mountain. The Mount Fuji. All right, whatever. They're like, yeah, they're trying to go to Mount Fuji because they explained earlier on kaiju blood is highly combustible. Earlier on, kaiju blood is is highly is highly combustible and is very very potent. And it can be used as an energy source for like jetpacks and jet fuel, but it's like a hundred times more powerful. And he's like, yeah, we can put jetpacks on our uh, Jaegers to get them places faster. We can't get the only ones available is only one. It's right here in their base, which was, uh, was it like in China or yeah, something? In China, yeah, it's in the Shatter Dome. Yeah, it's like China. we can't get helicopters to fly them over there fast enough even you know, after getting them repaired. And he's like, well, we can if we have the jet fuel. It's like, yeah, but we don't have the manpower to fix them and make the jetpacks fast enough. And here's the cool part. The Shao Corporation, like a hundred of their helicopters show yeah. up with freaking Dr. Herman and the CEO is there. It's like, yo, we'll build them all right now. Yeah. We we have the means. Cause remember in part one, yeah, because they were for the most part damn near defunded. They had to pay themselves. They just never had the manpower. They didn't have any of that power. shit. She's like, yeah, you know what saved humanity in this movie? Capitalism. Yes, it did. That corporation showed up. It's like, yeah, we will build that. I shit. mean, we will build that shit in less than twenty four hours. And everybody yeah, came out. Yeah, there. All manpower was there. All the they the all the pilots, all the engineers, and the coolest thing also. I really love the CEO, Li Wen Shao. She was there working on it too, because it's like, no, she knows this. She designed these droids, and they they showed her down there working. 
yeah. with the scientists plotting out the schematic. Yeah, we can do this and this yeah. and this and this and putting it in. And that was really awesome because the whole time... You thought she was a bitch. Yeah, she dresses like a stuck-up bitch with all this glamour. And now you see her with, like, dingy shirt and overalls and shit with her sleeves rolled up, getting in there working on it. And they made the rocket packs. Yeah. So they put the cadets in there. And, of course, Meta inside of Meta for the new recruit, Amara, her rival was the Russian bride. Yeah, she was. Cadet Victoria. That was her rival because one is money, one is poverty. Yeah. You know, and she's like, man, I've been studying all this time and you just get thrown in here. I really liked it when the guy was like, look, when she first showed up, the guy's like, look, if you know how to speak Russian, she's not such a bitch. You just have to talk to her in Russian to calm her down. But when it kind of came to a head, when she was like, you're garbage, you don't belong here. The girl says in Russian. Kiss my ass. She said, no, no, no. In Russian, she said, kick my ass. And the Russians are like, what? And she turns to the guy. Did I say it right? It's like, yeah, yeah. And she turns back to him again. Kick my ass. So it's like, clearly they were fucking with her. Yeah. They probably said, I want to be your friend. Calm down. This is yeah. how you say it in yeah. Russian. But they, what they were saying was kick my ass. So she was telling the chick to kick her ass. And they got into a fight. <laughs> yeah. And the fight was actually pretty good. It was pretty good. You know, she got her. What's that arm? It was like an arm, arm bar. Yeah, she got an arm bar, yeah. right? Yeah, she put her in the arm bar. She climbed onto her and she put her in the arm bar. Because the other girl, the Russian girl, is like, no, big is better. Big is better. Yeah, and her her Jaeger, the one she made by hand, is like small. It's really small. Like like an infant compared to these big fucking things. Yeah, it's kind of like a little bumblebee looking kind of thing. Exactly. It only needs one person. It reminds me of Cosmos. Oh, he does love Cosmos. (laughs) Cosmos is a fucking joke. But no. So that's what I mean when I say like though there's so much shit going on with these recruits but you only got so much time yeah, yeah. in the movie it's you like yo that, so much. you could have showed the bond that was building yeah. so when they finally put them in a Jaeger it was a three person Jaeger yeah. and it was her and the Russian chick and someone else it didn't matter they at never that have point. enough time for those guys so it doesn't really matter but it's like yeah even though they hate each other yeah. their passion you put them together it's like they're fucking unstoppable machines there is, it's pretty awesome there was a moment in that final fight scene where they're saying oh we need some help with some extra artillery and I thought like some yeah, that was some awesome Vol- something like out of Voltron is like oh shoot coming down no 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 so yeah we need extra artillery and the third person presses a button so instead of you being levitated by a harness on your back it makes her put down into a chair. The chair goes down to the abdomen, and the abdomen has like two gigantic Gatling guns. Yeah. And you sit there and shoot. So while the arms and everything are punching and doing all that stuff, you're constantly shooting. And then as they were running away, it's like, oh, something's coming from behind. The chair pulls back, turns around, and goes to the back of the torso. And now it's shooting from the back. And I, I thought like, that was That's awesome. fucking awesome, too. Awesome. I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> dude. Fun. I was like, oh. These things are killing machines. Like, that's fucking awesome. I, 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 I was blown away. I was I like, was why can't you make like it evil like that? I like that kaiju when, uh, what's it called, uh, Gypsy Dangerous punched it in the face. It took that kinetic energy and transferred it oh, to the yeah. kaiju uh, hand and slapped him back. I got to say, the Japanese alert system here when they invade, when they started destroying that Tokyo. That was weird. Because the whole thing is, it's not like they dropped down in Tokyo. They were miles and miles Yeah, miles in. And, like, you couldn't have evacuated the city. There's a lot of Tokyo people to get killed in there. Now, I do like the fact that they showed that they had defense systems in place where people would run. So their little shelter? Big little shelter elevator things. 
Yeah. And once they shut the door, it goes underground. It looks like it was going like four stories underground yeah. to keep them safe, which was clearly held over from part one. one. But still, the fact that it's there was awesome. By the way, Evangelion. Yeah. yeah. Remember yeah, what yeah, oh, yeah, they, 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 they go Remember all the way to the angel, bottom. When the angels show up, all the buildings, you have to go into one of the designated buildings, and the buildings will shift all the oh. way underground. Yes, yes. Evangelion. So, so much taken from anime. It's Good God. Uh, because, but I think, Dane, you had to point that out to yeah. me. When they go to the regional office that's of the Shao Corporation that's in Japan, what was outside the building, Dane? All right. They lost the robot. She evacuated by the ejection system. She end up in a part of Tokyo where the Gundam Museum is there. Now, it she didn't, gets it didn't, out. Here's the thing. It didn't say Gundam Museum. No. It said Shao Incorporated. It's like their regional office yeah. that right. was in Japan. Right. Out of there from the skate pod, she's looking around, you know, what's where she's at. And the camera, you know, looks at top of her. And behind her is a fucking Gundam. Mm-hmm. You know? And you see the size of the kaijus. And you see the size of the Gundam. Her name is... Amara, she's standing beside a Gundam. You know, it's like, come on, this is perfect, you know? I bet that's why he did that. The thing is, if it was shot by mistake, you know, it would kind of be like one shot. It got like three, four, five shots mm-hmm. of the statue. Yeah. Her standing by the statue. It wasn't, it that wasn't was clearly intentional. Uh, intentional, yeah. Now, what I love, I think it's quite possible the scene I love the most. Freaking Nate gets injured. He's like, yo, I can't sync up because he got like bashed in the head or yeah. something like that yeah he's it like, was in I, his I can't. ribs yeah he's like I, I can't go on bleeding on his ribs or some shit so yeah. he's like Jake's like shit I got no one here to sync with and the girl his protege Amara is very much trope yeah very much trope anime I'm here I'm coming to assist you know and yeah. she goes like but you're just a rookie. You can't possibly help me save the world. You know, you're yeah. my mentor. I'm a freaking maverick, just like you're yeah, a maverick. Right. And now we have to come together and do this by the book and whatnot. So she goes in there to link up. And they're like, yo, this thing is almost at the mountain. There's no way we can you get, get to it in time. It's like, yo, yo, I can, we can, we still have another rocket here. No way you can deliver the rocket to us in time. And that's when the CEO, Luin Shao, Shows up. She's like, yo, I'm bringing you the rocket right now. And one of the helicopters comes, and you see jumping out of the helicopter is her little scrapper Jaeger. It's coming out, and it jumps down, and it grabs the rocket to run to them, to manually deliver the rocket to them. And the cool thing, what I love the most, is they show the inside. It's the CEO herself piloting it. And she's just in a pair of dirty coveralls, and she's just working it. She's running. Because it's like, yeah, she knows how to pilot Jaeger. She wasn't bullshitting when she said, this is my dream. This company is my legacy. So many times in American and Western uh, dogma, yeah. when you make the head of a corporation, you're just some guy who doesn't get his hands dirty. You're dirty, yeah. Oh, I have people I pay to do yeah. this. But always in anime, the CEO is always That's the genius. genius. Yes. The CEO is the one that came up with that. Best example would be freaking, uh, remember Catgirl and Nuku Nuku? Oh, yes, yes, The yes. young, beautiful CEO is yeah. like, no, I built all 
all this shit. Yeah. I know how to do all this. Or even yeah. fucking uh, Project Echo. Freaking oh, C- yes, yes. Seiko C- yeah. C- 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 yeah. is the villain. She's beautiful. And she's, and she's always wealthy, building them fucking robots. But she's building the stuff the company uses. It's like, this is my passion. So she's in there and she's running. She's just in a dirty pair of coveralls. Even even in Dragon Ball Z, um, Woma yeah, was building everything. Yeah. It's like, my dad was there, but like, no, I'm the one who builds all the real tech. Yeah, I'm going to be the CEO, but if need be, I can get down there and do yeah. do this. I can get my hands dirty. So I thought that was such an awesome scene. And to me, she just looked hot. Yeah. She had like oil and mud and shit on her face because she'd been working on the gears man. and all this. And she's just in there running, picking up the missile. And he's like, yo, weld it to my hand. Uh, Amara's like, we've got no tools to weld it with. She's like, no, no, no. I modified it real quick. I had like an extra 10 minutes. So I modified it. Yeah. <laughs> so now it has a welder. It's like, shit, she knows how to do all this yeah. shit. So he welds the missile to her hand. To the hand, to the... To and when it blasts to, off... To your hand. Yeah, she's like, I can't let go. And Jake's like, no, no, no. Keep your robot honest. That's an extra two tons that we can use to do this. Yeah. What he's gonna do, instead of getting there and fighting him, it's like, no. Go up into the stratosphere. Come straight down and land on top of it and rip it in half. Yeah. yeah. And by landing, I'm like, that's dope. <laughs> it'll work yeah I don't give a shit how yeah. strong it is it's if gonna you get come from the stratosphere and this is several hundred tons mm. yeah you're, you're yeah, gonna kill yeah. it so they just come down and the cool thing is yeah let's get into the ejection pot before it comes down and there's this big touching scene where you have to trust me let go because apparently this is how our parents died yeah. let go and jump over here I promise I'll catch you and blah blah I didn't blah. actually catch that like that yeah and, yeah, yeah. and she jumps and catches him and it's also it's also a pretty bowel loosening because the visor is broken yeah so all the air from the g-forces is coming straight in yeah because their their window is no, shattered yeah. so she jumps to her he catches her. i told you i'd catch you let's go into my escape pod the machine's like nope escape pods disabled because yeah. of some shit in the fight well we're gonna be heroes let's do this and she's yeah. like yeah let's do this and shower's like no fuck that i'm still here i, I can get away so she she rips open the side of it and puts them both into the cockpit of the little mini jaeger and jumps Stop. off and the fucking thing lands on it and when it does you know after the explosion and everything and they land safely you see it there and it kind of weakly yells at them I'm like oh shit they're still gonna have to yeah, fight fucking this. fight it and after it yells at them it kind of lays down and the cool thing is as the camera pans up you see that like that's the torso the bottom half of the it's, torso it's is like like 120 fucking feet back because it, it shattered it, 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 it cut it in half completely that shit was awesome and it's like yeah we won it's not and then they I figure okay maybe if Dr. Newton gets away there'll be a sequel but no Dr. Newton's there and he's doing his mustache twirling villain sort of yeah. thing and that I wasn't even upset with that because to me that clearly is a conflict between the two the two, two consciences because, yeah. because he's so over the, uh, the top, top. And, and sort of comic booky that he would want to do something stupid even though the thing that's possessing him wouldn't want to so it's kind of clear he's his consciousness is still poking through a little bit Man. like he's being a megalomaniacal maniac yeah but he's still being a slap sticky sort of comic relief idiot and that's only because his personality is poking through but jake shows up and knocks him out yeah the very end of it they pretty much confirm that 
there's going to be a sequel because he's tied up and he's like, you know, you, you're not going to stop us. You know, we'll come back and we'll destroy you. You know and- what? And I like the fact that maybe in a sequel, we'll see the real aliens and this shit that Benicio del Toro showed up to us at the first uh, movie. Because I think oh, those yeah. aliens have to be more smarter than, than from what they show us at the beginning. What, what I liked about this was they put a little bit of Transformers into these monsters. Because when well that wasn't Transformers. The monsters were never meant to I know, do that. To do he, that, he used the technology or of that corporation because he knew the physiology of the monsters. Those robots were essentially just nanites. Yeah, and they rearranged the organs and whatnot of because there are there are three kaiju, two level four, one level five. And he released nanites to, to go them. out there and merge them into one big. I didn't see that coming. One. I did not see that coming out, which was awesome. <laughs> I didn't see that coming. Because he was sitting there like, oh, no, they're beating up my my uh, kaiju. With oh, big robots. Wait, hold on. Beep, 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 beep. Because he, he planned all this. It's, yeah, he did. Because he knows how they work. He's on the inside. He knows how they work. So he, he planned for every eventuality. In fact, at the end, when they win, he says, well... I guess I'll just have to go to plan B. And the guy knocks him out before he can get to plan B. I was like, there's more? (laughs) There's more? Give me more, please. Please give me more. And the guy knocks him out. Because he's like, yeah, I got a plan B. He probably has a plan C, D, and E. Yeah. Remember, he's a scientist. He's neurotic. He's obsessive compulsive. We saw this all from part one. The man is obsessive. He probably has 18 different scenarios to make this work. Yeah. And he planned for all of them. So he's like, okay, on to plan B. And the guy knocks him out before he can get to it. Uh-huh. I was like, no, no, I want to see plan well, B. I wanted to keep going. <laughs> so what are you going to rate this? All right. For me to give it my rating, I want you to imagine there are pink petals falling from the trees. <laughs> what type of trees? Cherry are blossom. There are pink cherry blossom trees. And I'm thinking, it's like I have reflected deep and long. After seeing what part one did, you yeah. have to remember, I don't just rate a movie for its individual merits. I rate a movie for the stance it is taking, for what it does yeah. for the genre as a whole. And I have to tell you, the first one, at best, I would have given it a very low rental. That was the first one. Oh, This one, I was expecting, at the, the core best, it would have gotten a middle-of-the-road matinee. I was so thoroughly pleased with what they did. The first one should never have even happened it's a good movie yeah but looking at this that first one should have never happened this people say the first one was an homage to mecca homage to macross homage to to gundam fuck you this was an homage to all that from the storytelling the meme the tropes that they were using to everything this was the homage when you say we americans want to make a live action version of akira want to make a live action version of robotech they need to go to this motherfucker and watch you watch you learn this was fucking good and on its own if part one had not come out i would give this if i saw this before part one i would give this a very high matinee yeah but from part one to this one they raised the bar so much that plot twist they took a script that to me should have been ass 
Yes. You should not be able to make this good of a movie with a plot like this. Giant robots beating each other up. Get the fuck out of here. I don't want to watch that. But they, they fucking pulled it off. I am going to give this a low, but very, very enthusiastic full price. What? And man, people say, oh, you got to eat some humble pie. I will suck humble pie's dick because of this movie. I'll say it. I fucked up. <laughs> I went in this movie expecting dog shit. And what I got was a high matinee, but the simple fact that it went so far and above my expectations and they actually put in the fucking effort. They get a fucking full price. I want to reward people who do shit like this. I want more of this. You know, you take that survey. Well, I'm not going to give them a perfect because, you know, I always want them thinking there's room for improvement. Fuck you. If the guy did a perfect job and went beyond your expectations, you fucking reward him for that. It's a full fucking price. A low full price for me. Damn, this movie exceeded my fucking expectations. For me, this is a full price. Big Robots, you have John Boyea, he's in uh, in two it's different not, franchises. It, but, but here's my thing, Ray, it's not so much the Big Robots, it's when I'm three quarters of the way through, and all I can think about is Macross and Evangelion. And, and what's worse, I'm thinking about Macross and Evangelion saying, yeah, you're doing it right. Yeah. You're doing it right. Oh, shit. Roy just died. you fucking looking at it. That whole ending part, all the way to the point where they had the snowball fight at the end. Yeah. I was thinking Evangelion. And you know what the worst part is? This guy may have never even watched anime. In his I'm life. sure he's watched this stuff. But I'm going to tell you, I'm giving this shit a full fucking price. I was geeking it out the entire time. It which was I fun. Did, which I did not do in part one. I, everyone said you would in part one. And I saw it when it came out. It's like, I'm not geeking out over this. Uh, uh, the plot was ass. What, what, are you, what are you rating, Dane? You know what? I'm a huge fan of mecha. Giant robots and stuff like that. That's in my heart. If I have one. Mm-hmm. You know, and CPU. I love anime the CPU. because anime gives you a real story. Good story gives you good entertainment. And this movie cannot reflect the animes. Everybody here that is old enough to mm-hmm. recognize this. Yeah. You know, even the older anime. and you plotted things out and you figured out like, you know, this giant robot movie has more that actually reflects anime ideas. You know, she became a natural pilot when necessity came through. And also in the beginning of the movie, they explained like younger pilots are better suited because they could coexist with the system. That kind of reflects uh, Mobile Suit Gundam. It's like they always pick younger pilots because mm-hmm. they consider them new types. Yeah. Right. You because know, they're, they they're better they can, in, they can adapt quicker. That's they, the idea. They're better handling the reflexes. The reflexes yeah, when it comes to stuff. a mecha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You yeah. know? And also better handling, channeling their stupid emotions mm-hmm. into one single thing and becoming a living weapon. Mm-hmm. So, so I really enjoy the fact that this movie had such a good heart for this. Uh, it delivered. Damn you right. know, damn There's right one did. thing they could have done. They could have merged those fucking robots. I would be like, fuck, that's mm-hmm. awesome. Like, I I think that that could be a great idea for yeah, a future yeah. movie. Okay, maybe for a future you- movie. But I, I don't, even then, I don't know, merging them. Yeah, not a bit. It's like, why the fuck you merge them? Because they're bigger and better. Why didn't you just build one that fucking big? <laughs> now is- we can have two of them that size. Well, we, well, Instead we of taking two of them half the size and making it into one that's bigger, uh-huh. why don't you just make two that's, that's bigger? Why, why not do that? Well, we could also make one that's more animalistic based, like Soids. Remember Soids? Why? 
Because <laughs> it has characters that it could be better in battle and in certain locations. Uh, oh, okay, so a lion's going to be better in battle? It depends. Can, a lion, lion. can a lion pull the trigger of a gun? <laughs> <laughs> because well, if a lion's going to be better in battle, I'm pretty shocked that we well, don't have what fucking are lions walking up and down the streets right. instead, of, instead of people. Right, right. <laughs> but you're not fighting people, you're fighting kaijus. They're beasts. You know, on, yeah, on this movie, and guess what happens when beasts tried to fight fight us? We shoot them. <laughs> so if we need to make this even. We're gonna we're gonna have you act like a a lion to fight that lion. You got your fucking mind? Give me a gun. No, <laughs> it's better this way because now you have a different element. That's to you. why you never had mobile suit Gundams based on fucking animals. Oh, don't don't. Okay, don't start. Don't start. Rate rate the movie. Because we're gonna don't you fucking say that name of Judas in the house of the Lord. Do not fucking bring up Gundam. Rate the fucking movie. Um we did see a Gundam in the movie. Rate awesome. I I don't don't <laughs> I, I give it don't like, do this to me. Let, don't put listen, me in a bad listen, mood by bringing up Gundam. Listen, I'll give it a full matinee. A full because matinee. It was entertaining. All okay. Right. Wow. Great right. special a high effects. Matinee. Okay. Good acting, but it was kept you on the seat. That's fair. That's fair. There's one. There's one good scene I forgot to mention. Was that? that his grandmother? You would play this song, this uh, Trollo song, I think. The song, the original name of the song is some Russian shit. Yeah, but it's become a meme. Uh, people call it the Troll Lol song. The Rus- it's on Family Guy and yeah. everything. You know what? When we, when we, can you find find that song? Yeah, all right, I'll find I it. want you to play us out with that song. My grandmother always played this song to calm me down, and when he plays it. The guy who's singing it looks like a wax doll whose soul is on fire. It's like he can't move his face, but the eyes have just this passion like, please, God, kill me. <laughs> the Indian kid is like, this is not calming me down. <laughs> and they go into the eject pod. Oh, uh, Ray, Ray, sign us out and play that uh, play that beautiful yeah. music. Yeah, but don't forget to visit us on our website at g2ta.net and gottatalkaboutit.com. Yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, That is the face oh of evil. Look at that. Hey, look, look at, look at, at those him. eyes. Look at his eyes. He's dead. Oh my god, look at this guy. Is this hair like, real? He looks like a wax doll whose soul is being flayed alive. Oh my god. <laughs>